stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Natural healing is an evolving field with new discoveries coming forward every day. Join us to find out more about the products and methods that will work for you. Welcome to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, a program with honest information and straightforward talk that will help you take control of your health. Now, here's your host, Howard Strauss. Welcome back. This is The Power of Natural Healing. Uh, I'm Howard Strauss, your host. Is brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com and the Gerson Institute at gerson.org. Uh, these are these are websites that are filled with incredibly useful information, uh, and we're we're just now just now uh, adding all of Dr. Gerson's uh, papers from from years and years and years ago, uh, some as old as a hundred years ago. Um, and having that, we have a translation project where we're putting all the translations into English to refute the constant beat of the opposition that says, "Oh well, he never published anything." Yes, well, this time we can point them to a to a website with fifty or sixty publications that Dr. Gerson published in the finest medical journals in the world. Um, today, once again, we have my good friend and uh, author of Thugs, Drugs, and the War on Bugs. Uh, Dr. Brad Case is a holistic chiropractor, and he uh, he incorporates nutrition and uh, supplements into his into his uh, practice. Uh, he he's an, an encyclopedic source of fantastic information, <clears throat> and I hope you've enjoyed his um, his presentations before. He's a regular contributor to this show. He has a show of his own, um, and I'll let him tell you about that as well. And um, and uh, so we have so much to talk about. I think uh, we've got about five hours of stuff that we, we could talk about if we really wanted to. But um, we're going to get started uh, right right away so that we don't uh, lose, a, lose a minute of Dr. Case's valuable time. Uh, Brad, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me back on, Howard. Well, it's you know people really enjoy having you on because uh, you, 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 you give them down-to-earth advice on what to, uh, what to watch for. And what to avoid and how to stay healthy. <clears throat> um, one of the things that, you know, I was just, I've been watching the news. Uh, uh, you, well, you can't really watch the news very long, uh, <laughs> today because, uh, because it's, it's wall to wall Whitney Houston. Wall to wall Whitney Houston. Every, every show except the flat out financial shows, uh, every show is wall to wall Whitney Houston. Um, Whitney Houston had had drug problems uh, for a long time, and the drugs, of course, ruined her voice, which was 
what a terrible waste, what a horrible waste, because she had such a gorgeous, big voice. Um, and and uh, apparently she had spent this last weekend um, partying, mm-hmm. uh, you know, drinking and and uh, partying and getting rowdy and uh, and and when they found her in a when they found her in a uh, bathtub, not breathing uh, under the water, um, they they wondered why. Do you have any suspicions, perhaps, of why she might have died? <laughs> yeah, it's it was tragic, but um, apparently they found that uh, she was taking quite a few different medications, prescription drugs, uh, along with alcohol. The, the um, reports I've seen say lorazepam, Valium, Xanax, and a, some sleeping medication were all found in her room. <clears throat> so, so for, for for them to actually have any doubts as to what caused her death is kind of uh, almost uh, cupidity. <laughs> Yeah, they've also said that they've only they only found just a, a smattering of of water in her lungs, so it wasn't the drown. She did wasn't that she fell asleep and drowned, but she right. actually was dead before she went under the water. So uh, apparently, she's uh, another of our of our victims of prescription drug abuse and addiction, which uh, you know, as other celebrities have also succumbed to this Heath Ledger and uh, many others. I, I, I remember reading that. Um, Stevie Nicks was she had done just about every kind of recreational drug that there was out there, but she had the hardest time coming off of Clonopin, I believe it was, um, which her you know friends had told her for years because of I guess depression or something she she had suffered that uh, she should go on Clonopin and she resisted for years and finally decided to try it and and then it took her like seven years to get off of this drug. Wow. <clears throat> well, you know, it, it's it's a marketing ploy, isn't it, by the pharmaceutical companies that once you're on a drug, it's almost almost impossible to get off a drug. Many of them you, are like that, yes. Till you die. <laughs> yeah. um, and and the statistics you were mentioning statistics about the uh, about the prescription drugs. About a hundred thousand people every year die from properly prescribed, properly dosed, properly administered prescription drugs, overpowerful prescription drugs uh, in the United States, 100,000. That's admitted by the Journal of the American Medical Association, yes. And tabulated by, and tabulated by uh, Carolyn Dean in her book, uh, Death by Modern Medicine. Um, the, question, the question is, <clears throat> the FDA is on a jihad now against, um, against vitamins and minerals and supplements, Mm-hmm. Is it, and and so they they are claiming that those are dangerous dangerous drugs and things that need to be regulated and taken off the market and blah blah blah. Meanwhile, they're not saying a word about the drugs. Uh, and and how many people do you know? How many people died last year from vitamins? It's basically zero. It's basically they, zero. It's, they, it's exactly you'd, zero. <laughs> you'd have to you'd have to take a huge, huge overdose in order to kill yourself from these things, and, and that's not even what we're talking about with these drugs. As you said, these are the properly prescribed drugs that kill 106,000 people every year. And yet, and yet, not not just properly prescribed drugs, but then you have uh, mercury that the FDA has mercury fillings. Our biggest exposure to mercury uh, in the United States. Uh, and and uh, the FDA refuses to even test that for safety. Yeah, 
And then yeah. and, and mercury is the, the most toxic non-radioactive metal that there is. It's neurotoxic. Right. And then right. on top of that, they, uh, they put it in, in vaccinations, vaccines that they give, uh, infants. So that's a tremendous, uh, that's a tremendous load of mercury that we're getting in our lives that, that are administered to us intentional, intentionally, not accidentally by eating fish, not, uh, not accidentally by, uh, by, by exposure to chemical mercury, but being injected right into our bodies. We're being bombarded constantly by chemicals and, as you say, neurotoxins. We've got, you know, the pesticides and artificial fertilizers that we have. We have fluoride and chlorine and arsenic in our water and, and prescription drugs now in our water as well from the runoff. Um, we, it's, it's, a, it's not amazing why we're sick. It's amazing that we're still able to live that it's just a testament to the miraculousness of the human body. The human body is miraculous, but it, at some point it has to fail, and when you, it can be overwhelmed. Yes, a lot of these are uh, cumulative toxins. So, like the mercury you mentioned, it, it doesn't. It's not like you know you, you get a little mercury in your fish, and then you know a couple of days later it's out of your body. It it, it just stays in your. Uh, it's attracted to nerve cells because of the fat that surrounds them, and then. Uh, stays there indefinitely you know some people have greater ability to detoxify than others but uh, you know in, in all people it, it tends to accumulate and so you if you're dripped on continuously by all these things and they're slowly building up if you're not if you're not constantly on the watch trying to prevent new toxins from coming in and also doing everything you can to get toxins out of your body then that's that's where we get the degenerative diseases that are now plaguing western medicine and they have no answers for you know western medicine has answers for very few things really they have answers for certain bacterial infections and even those are becoming uh, harder and harder for them to treat I mean, we're seeing now in uh, in this country and other countries, uh, the um, onset of re uh, resistant uh, antibacterial resistant tuberculosis. They've now found tuberculosis. I forget w what country it was that uh, it doesn't respond to any antibiotic now. So we're well on our way back to the the era where bacterial infections are going to start killing people as well. So so the one thing that Western medicine has been good at. Uh, they're they're getting less and less good at that. Uh, well, and and uh, you know when you say they don't have any answers, they have the research. The research is absolutely there. It's like they're ignoring the research, uh, intentionally ignoring the research. What do you think that's about? Well. You know, the, the cynic in me tells me that's all about the money. You know, uh, it, if you can't find any other reason and money is there, then you, you, you have to say, well, it's, it's money. And, and the, the motivation there is, of course, if there's, if people are sick, then they need, they require medical service. And therefore, these doctors get to stay in business. And we see that, that the, um, they're, they're always saying there's not enough doctors. There's not enough doctors. <clears throat> Meanwhile, we're the we spend the most on healthcare of any country by far. I mean, the, the closest to us would be um, uh, about half of what we spend per person, and those the, those countries that spend about half of what we spend are the most healthy countries in the world. Well, I think that the highest 
uh, the highest uh, outlay in the world after ours is half is half what we spend. That's what I was and trying to say. And the less the less they spend, the better their health is. Mm-hmm. Um, so so yeah, you know the money is uh, the money is certainly a factor, but after a while that will that will bankrupt us. Uh, oh yeah, because. Because and, and it'll it'll swamp our medical care system, and it is not a health care system. It'll swamp the medical care system because uh, because there just aren't enough people to handle all the people who are going to be sick. We're already seeing that. We're seeing that there's a huge shortage of doctors, and so now, you know, the uh, uh, nurse practitioners and <clears throat> physicians assistants are starting to take over some of the less important, uh, less specialized things. Um, but uh, with uh, Obamacare, which is going to be slowly implemented over the next few years, they're predicting that thousands and thousands of doctors, a huge percentage of them, will, are planning on leaving the practice of medicine because they're so concerned about the, the way that, uh, that that's going to go because they've seen what Medicare is like. And In my own practice, I basically had to stop taking new Medicare patients because they make you go broke. Wow, really? Absolutely, yeah. So, know, what, what what can we do about this, uh, uh, Brad? I mean, w- are we just doomed? Um, we won't be. We we're, we're getting sicker and sicker, and uh, and and we can't. Uh, the, the the things that help us are being thrown off the market, and the things that hurt us are being pushed on us. Some of them mandatorily. What can we do to protect ourselves? Well, I think if we continue in the direction that we're going, we are doomed. There's, there's no way that, you know, we'll be able to even find healthy food anymore at some point. Um, and if we can't find healthy food and all that we're left with, and we can't get uh, vitamins and minerals and whole food concentrates and herbals and things like that, we're, what are we left with? Just prescription drugs. And, of course, we know that that just leads to more and more illness. And junk foods. Right, so we have to we have to change course. Um, people need to wake up and realize that that the responsibility for their own health is on their shoulders, and not on the governments. We can't rely on the government or even our doctors to uh, heal us. We have to take responsibility, and that means every everything you put in your mouth is going to contribute to either your health or your disease. Well, it always has. So we just have to realize it, though. Exactly. Well, so so people have to wake up and realize that, and then they have to start changing their ways. And it's not easy. Even 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 myself, knowing what's good and bad for for me, uh, you know, when you're only presented with non-organic food. You know, I li- I used to live in California where you are, but uh, now I'm in Tennessee. Finding organic food here is much more difficult. Um, you have, really have to seek it out, and there's some things you just cannot find. Um, so we are now, you know, starting our own garden. We've got, we have an organic garden in the backyard. Even there, to find non-hybrid seeds, you have to seek those out. You have so you know, um, you have to have clean water and clean food as the basic uh, beginning point for all your health. And then, of course, moving up from there, you have to go into taking supplements and detoxifying your body, um, maybe taking certain herbs, um, you know, things like that. I've got a whole list of these things on my on my website, which is healthisnatural.com. Uh, there's a, uh, for free, you can just download this, what's called the 20 Steps to Perfect Health Checklist. This is also in my book as well. 
Um, it's it's kind of my uh, my way of indicating what's the best things you can do for your body. You know. No, wait, wait. Could you repeat that? It, healthisnatural.com? That's the website, healthisnatural.com. And I really, I really think everybody ought to look into that because, uh, because you really offer practical and, and uh, important information to keep people healthy. Uh, and, yeah. and your book, the book you were talking about is uh, Thugs, Drugs, and the War on Bugs. Is that correct? That's correct. That's the, that's the book. I also have a free ebook on my on my website. If you just want to, if you just want to know, hey, I just want to know how to get healthy. You know, tell me what's wrong with me or with with people in general, and what I can do to get healthy. If you want to skip all the other stuff, you can get that for free on my website. If you want to know, you know, the the background, what's behind all this stuff. What, you know, what, what you and I are discussing today, Howard. That's in the Thugs book. So, so the book online that you can get for free, the free ebook is called Guidelines for Healthy Living. Basically, you sign up for my e newsletter, which will give you kind of uh, brief synopsis of uh, the various chapters of my Thugs book. You'll get the free Guidelines for Healthy Living. It's about a forty-page ebook. And I've got to tell you, I've got to tell you the the uh the thugs, drugs, and the war on bugs. Your book um, is is so excellent. It's really excellent. I highly recommend everybody interested in maintaining their own health and avoiding the things that are being foisted upon us by our government and the powers that be. Um, needs to read this book. It's a wealth of information. As soon as I read it, um, you you traded me for one of my books uh, when you lived here. Um, as soon as I read it, I ordered a case of them to give out to all my very best friends because it's that good. Uh, I really, I really recommend everybody should read that book. Everybody should read that book. I, uh, I, I think so highly of it. I carry it on uh, GersonMedia.com. Uh, and I recommend it to everybody. We're, we're coming up on a break in a couple of minutes, uh, uh, Brad. I, I'm going to uh, just I'm just going to uh, do a little outro here and invite people to come back after the break uh, because we have lots, lots more great information coming down from Dr. Brad Case, uh, author of Thugs, Drugs, and the War on Bugs, and whose website is healthisnatural.com. Um, this is The Power of Natural Healing, um, brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com and the Gerson Institute at gerson.org. Look into those websites, sign up for newsletters, read the information, very useful information there as well. Please come back to us after the break. See you then. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? 
Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. The show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for coming back uh, after the break. Um, this is Howard Strauss, your host of The Power of Natural Healing, and today we're talking with um, my good friend and regular contributor to the program, Dr. Brad Case, um, D.C. He's, he's a holistic uh, chiropractor, and he is an absolute encyclopedia of information about about uh, the attacks on our health and about what we can do to stay away from the um, from from the health and life destroying uh, forces of, of big medicine and big government. Um, Brad, we were um, we were talking about uh, about them taking away the um, the various different things that we uh, that we can use to maintain our health everything from organic food to vitamins minerals supplements and so forth but what is equally and even more uh insidiously dangerous uh and and deadly is the fact that the, that the vaccines that contain all manner of deadly chemicals and I'll let you expand on that a little bit are being made mandatory now and um, and, and and permission to, to to administer them is taking being taken away from parents and given over to uh, to to thirteen year olds and school administrators who have a vested interest in seeing them um, uh, given. Can you uh, can you expand on that a little bit? First of all, what what all is in those vaccines, and and their effects, and um, why are they why are they what are they doing here? They're taking away uh, parents' authority over their children. Well, it's, it's really criminal. You know, the, the, the things that are in the vaccines, if, if you haven't done any reading on this information, I think you'd just be appalled by the, thing, the ingredients. You know, up, up until just a few years ago, um, very many of the children's vaccines contained mercury in the, in the form of thimerosal, which is 50% mercury. And as you mentioned, mercury is the most toxic non-radioactive element on the planet, very uh, specifically goes to uh, brain and nervous tissue, which then there accumulates and, uh, as we said, doesn't, doesn't leave the body for a long, long time, if ever, and uh, just destroys nerve cells. So, so there's a truckload of uh, information 
coming from all sorts of reputable sources that indicating that mercury and probably the other toxins in these vaccines uh, is implicated in causing autism. So besides the mercury, which they've recently removed from many of the children's vaccines, but not all of them, and uh, it's still in the flu shot, it's still in some adult shocks. Uh, There's also aluminum, which, as we know, is also toxic to brain tissue and implicated in causing Alzheimer's disease. Uh, We've got formaldehyde in in many of these. We've got um, squalene. We've got antibiotics. What is is squalene and what does it do? You know, I don't know a lot about squalene. It's just another toxic element. Maybe you, maybe you've done more research on that than than I. I I think, I think what you know, what I know about squalene um, may not be may not be as much as you know, but but I'm pretty sure that squalene is a a highly active neurotoxin that uh, that that is the cause, the underlying cause of Gulf War syndrome. So the 300,000 uh, soldiers that came back from the first Gulf War with Gulf War syndrome are the ones that came back with Gulf War syndrome tested positive for squalene exposure. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it's a potent neurotoxin, and yet it's still in, uh, in, in all these vaccines. Speaking of that, uh, that could take us off on another little bit of a tangent too, but I, I read uh, recently that they're talking about uh, testing anthrax vaccines on children now here. In oh, yeah, country. terrific. Oh, terrific. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, but the thing, the thing is, if they test vaccines, um, there is no guarantee that the vaccines that they're testing uh, are the same that are being administered either. So they may test the, uh, the, the anti-anthrax uh, uh, properties of a vaccine. But if you don't have an independent testing laboratory that is independent of both the FDA and the pharmaceutical companies. If you have, if you don't have an independent testing laboratory, do it. Then there's all kinds of uh, opportunity for skullduggery involved in that. Uh, like for instance, the uh, the case where where this this uh, this guy in Denmark, this uh, scientist in Denmark, claimed to have tested uh, thimerosal containing vaccines. And found that it it had a negative um, negative correlation with autism. It turned out that every single case that he tested um, was made up, total fraud. Mm-hmm. So it, unless you have a, an independent laboratory testing it, there's all kinds of uh, opportunity for skullduggery, which the FDA and the pharmaceutical companies are well known for uh, for for um, uh, engaging in. Yeah, the, the science behind the whole vaccine industry is amazingly inept. Uh, you know, I, I had no idea until I really started doing the research on this book. And I had read other books, uh, you know, having to do with the subject. But when I, when I really got into the, the deeper research here, I was just appalled. You know, we've talked about before about the, the poop soup and so forth that, that they use. That it, it, it defies logic. It, it's like they, they, I say in my book, they use the logic of a fourth grader to, uh, you know, supposedly prove their their in, um, what they're trying to do. It just makes no sense at all. You, you have you have to like check your brain at the door uh, in order to have any of this stuff really make sense to you. But well, but now and now, school uh, California says that 13 year old children can be vaccinated. Uh, without their parents' consent. So if their parents 
uh, you have this form right on your right on your website. Yes. Um, for saying I don't want my child to be vaccinated, but can the school ignore that then and just vaccinate them anyway? I guess so. This is a brand new law. Just you know, just was passed uh, by Governor Brown a few months ago. Um, so I'm not sure how it's going to actually play out. But the, this is primarily. In, uh, intended, at least in the beginning, for the um, the STD type of infections uh, or vaccines, the, for, so the HPV, the Gardasil shot, and um, I, think, um, I think maybe the meningitis one as well. Which they've just um, also Texas. Texas has been another uh, major front in the vaccine news lately, which um, Governor uh, Perry. Perry uh, who tried to make the Gardasil shot mandatory, actually passed that law a few months, a couple years ago, and then it was repealed. But now he's made um, the meningitis vaccine mandatory for all college students. Again, you can get out of it, but you, but they don't let you know that. They, they, they make it sound like it's a law when, in, in fact, it's really just a strong recommendation. And, and if you know facts you can still get out of it you have to have the waiver and you know but they don't offer you the waiver and, so and you, when and when the child is damaged from this and sometimes the damage doesn't show up for for years for instance in the in the Gardasil uh, they're putting um, polysorbate 80 mm-hmm. which which doesn't cause any any immediate effects but in the long term sterilizes the child so they're sterilizing a whole generation of uh, of young girls plus they're making it mandatory for Immigrants plus all healthcare workers and so forth. So, the more the, the more mandatory vaccines that are being created, uh, the 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 less less uh, escape there is from them. How can we how can we avoid this, Brad? I had a woman uh, write to me just this morning, and she said she just read finished reading my book. She'd been reading it over the last week, and she uh, immediately wrote. To both her Congress, uh, both of her senators and her congressmen, um, and uh, you know, told them how appalled she was about that. And that, I actually have a a little section in my book that talks about that. I, I highly encourage people to send my book, uh, a copy of my book. I, I will send a copy of the book to the senator or politician of your choice for basically the cost of my book, it's, which is about 15 bucks, um, the cost of the book and the shipping and handling, So, along with the letter. So that's one way. You know, We can try to educate our politicians and our leaders and also our doctors. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of people saying that they, they want to give this book to their doctors because they don't feel like their doctor is educated on these things. In fact, the, the vaccine issue, the, the pediatricians, Many of them just don't realize what they're injecting or what how much research there really is. They, they you know they hear from you know the same they get their news in many cases the same places you get your news from, which is you know watching Fox News or whatever at night, and they they hear the same uh, propaganda that you hear that which is you know that, that you know uh, Andrew Wakefield, this doctor who's um, been supposedly. Uh, uh, what, brought De- up on fraud, whatever. He's, he's been delicensed. Hasn't, hasn't his license been pulled? Oh yeah, that yeah. So they they hear these things and they hear the very superficial stuff and they hear that the NIH says that you know there's no proof that vaccines cause autism and so forth and so on. And so these pediatricians go back to the practice and they with this news and this knowledge or misknowledge and 
um, continue to inject and infect your children with poisons and toxins and um, aborted fetal tissues and all kinds of things that are in these these shots. Uh, many times, not even really realizing that you know there's whatever still mercury in there or still aluminum and et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, the doctors are human too, and most of them, many of them, haven't done the, the research. So, getting them educated as well as part of this. I, I don't know whether it's possible to educate these people because they've been brainwashed so thoroughly as well. Uh, it's and, hard, and then they have, and then they have the uh, the uh, the power of the pharmaceutical companies, which are the the most uh, the most profitable companies on the face of the planet. Um, telling telling them, uh, you know, if you if you uh, tell it, if you tell people the truth, is going to be hell to pay for you. Yeah, uh, we'll lift your license. We'll uh, we'll destroy your practice. We'll stop giving you the blandishments that we have been giving you for prescribing our deadly drugs. And um, and and you'll you'll suffer. You'll suffer. Yeah. Well, the bulk of the, the medical doctors probably won't be you know uh, swayable, but there are a handfuls of them out there now that that are speaking out. You know, there's Dr. Mercola, there's um, uh, Dr. Rima, there's uh, Dr. Eisens Meyer Eisenstein. There, there are a handful of, of medical doctors that are coming out and and you know actually admitting to. These things that you know chiropractors have been screaming about for decades now. And, so pe- people have to just find those doctors. You have to find them, or you have to create them on your own. You know, and, and obviously not all of them are going to be um, malleable to this kind of thing. But you know, we <laughs> if you can't find one immediately, keep looking. You know, people ask me, you know, all the time. You know, what what can I do? My doctor, you know, insists that I get uh, the vaccines otherwise he won't be my doctor i say find another doctor you know? <laughs> exactly that's, I, I, that's the best that's the best uh, strategy and and if you can't find a doctor then you're in charge of your own health which you are anyway you are yes and, and because doctors will not uh, take care of your health doctors take care of illnesses and they foment illnesses because otherwise they go out of business and so and so the only the only uh, person you can trust for uh, for real uh, real care for your own health is yourself. Yeah, uh, people are, are worried about you know having a doctor. They want to have a, a doctor who you know knows their history. But I I haven't been to a medical doctor um, other than for some eye surgery since like 1985. Ditto. Um, and, and I haven't had a need to. I'm, I'm glad that there's an emergency room, you know, a few minutes away in case, you know, something major happens. But as far as if I get a cold or a flu or a cough or something like that, I'm going to handle that through natural means. And there's no reason that you can't do that with you or your child. It, what, what is the purpose of all these regular well baby visits and, and checkups with the pediatrician? Well, they, they check you and then they give you an, a shot, right? They You come in and you for your regular vaccine. Well, if you don't want the vaccines, then why do you need the doctor? Well, what if I get a cold or an ear infection? Well, um, one of the things I put down that we could talk about today was this this idea that ear infections and sinus infections, upper respiratory infections in general, be it throat or sinus or ears or lungs, bronchi, bronchi they, there's tons of research in well-reputed medical journals like JAMA and British Medical Journal and CHEST and et cetera that says antibiotics actually don't do 
anything for upper respiratory infections. In fact, what they do is they kill the normal flora and weaken your immune system and make it more possible that they're going to come back again in the future. So, so antibiotics aren't really good for upper respiratory problems, which is the main one of the biggest reasons people go see a doctor in the first place. So if you're not going in for the, the ear infections, you're not going in for the vaccines, why do you need a pediatrician? Yeah, well, I, I fully, I fully agree. And, um, you know, most pediatricians, unless, you, and you better, you better interview your pediatrician and find out that they are on the same page as you are, because if, if they're not, then your kid's going to be getting all kinds of stuff that you don't want him to be getting. And, you know, guess what? Who's responsible for the millions of dollars that it costs to raise an autistic child? The doctor's not responsible. They're not. Their insurance is not responsible. Uh, drug company's not responsible. Drug company's not responsible. The government's not responsible. Guess who's responsible? You are. You are. And so, and that'll break you. That'll break any family. And so, um, we're we're going to be going uh, go, breaking uh, here for just uh, in just a moment or two. Uh, let me just repeat that this is uh, Howard Strauss, uh, your host for The Power of Natural Healing, uh, sponsored by Gerson Health Media, Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com. And we strongly urge you to go to the website, uh, sign up for newsletter, um, look at the very, very valuable information on there, including now coming soon Dr. Gerson's uh, many, many papers over the years. Um, and uh, the Gerson Institute, uh, bringing people treatment for chronic diseases that really works. <clears throat> and by the way, we're also on our website now, we're also selling um, material from Clint Ober on uh, the earthing material, and I highly recommend that. I sleep and work earthed all the time. Uh, my mother and my sister do, um, and uh, we're, we're finding incredible success down at the Gerson Clinic as well with uh, earthing materials for relief of, of the most intense cancer-driven and, uh, and trauma-driven pain. Uh, rheumatoid arthritis, uh, arthritis, injury, everything. It's just, it's just the most amazing thing. Um, which, which uh, Brad, I've, I've sent you a book on it, but, uh, but the, really this is amazing, an amazing discovery. So we'll, uh, we'll be talking again, uh, talking more for the last 20 minutes with uh, Dr. Case right after the break. We urge you to stay with us. Uh, this is a fascinating discussion and lots of good information for you. See you on the other side of the break. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. Because shift happens. If you have a loved one that is undergoing treatment for substance abuse or mental illness, you owe it to them and yourself to tune in to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. This compassionate and educational talk show will help you help those that you love by better understanding their condition and their personal recovery process. Tune in every Monday at 12 noon Pacific Time to One Hour at a Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Recovery begins this hour. 
Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back to The Power of Natural Healing. This is Howard Strauss, your host. Um... I have with me today uh, a fascinating uh, guest, always a fascinating guest and regular contributor, uh, Brad Case, who, by the way, has his own uh, internet uh, interview radio show, uh, and I'd like to I'd like to ask about that one as well. But but um, the question that I the question that I was um, the question that I was thinking of here um that i that I'd really I'd really like you to expand on is one of the most fascinating. Um, one of the most fascinating concepts in your book was that viruses are not pathogens. That viruses are not pathogens normally. Instead, they are more messages from one DNA um, strand in your body to another DNA strand, saying, "I've just discovered a new way of handling and uh, handling a threat, uh, and here's here's a um, uh, here's a, a new." Uh, appliance basically for the DNA for your DNA to incorporate into it so that mm-hmm. uh, you can handle it too um, is is that is have have you any more thoughts on that I mean that, I thought that was just fascinating and it made more sense than any anything I've ever heard about viruses it's an amazing theory you know the, the whole book kind of centers around the germ theory at least the second part of the book um, and you know the the fallacy that that or the fallacies that are are in the germ theory you know that, uh, we're not saying that no no germs ever cause disease necessarily you know there are obvious some obvious uh, cases where that's that's true but in many cases what's really going on is the body is actually reacting to the environment and and as you said we're constantly being evolved in, in very minute ways, you know, on the cellular level, we're, we're being, we're evolving. And so when our bodies come in contact with toxins or, you know, cold weather or, uh, you know, suddenly we realize we, we just don't have enough of the nutrients that we need to, to do the things we need. So our bodies are like, well, what can I do to handle this situation? So there's, there are these little, Little things in our bodies um, called transposons that are constantly tweaking the DNA in there. So what, what, as, you're, what you're saying then is that is that our genetic uh, our genetic makeup is not set in stone; that it is constantly evolving that's, in that's very right. minute ways. That's right. So is that, is that is that the basis of epigenetics? 
epigenetics is, is related. You know, that's what say, says that, you know, the uh, how we react to the environment is, is you know, partial, partially by our, our choice and, you know, our upbringing or, you know, what we have to, to utilize. You know, if we have the right nutrients, for example, then, you know, our bodies will... Um, respond differently from someone who doesn't have the, the right nutrients. And epigenetics is, is kind of what's controlling the genes. Um, the genes themselves, though, are actually being tweaked by these little uh, um, proteins, I guess. In, information packets, essentially. Well, yeah, these transposons and retrotransposons are the, the names, and, the, and they are in there, as I say, tweaking the DNA, trying to handle, okay, what am I going to do about this toxic threat that's in the, in the environment right now? So as once it figures out a way to handle that, it's going to your, – your cells will package up a little bit of that transposon into a protein. They're going to give it a little protein shell and then spit it out of the cell, and, and then that's going to go out to other cells – and tell that other cell how to handle this issue. Now, this is, interestingly enough, that th- exactly what happens with um, the antibiotic-resistant ba- ba- bacteria. So when a bacteria comes across something in its environment that's toxic to it, which is a, a, an antibiotic, um, that when those cells, those single cellular structures, figure out a way of handling that, they do the exact same thing. They package up a little bit of protein, send it off to other bacteria, and those bacteria then learn how to handle or um, live through that toxic assault that is or, or even make use biotic. even make use of it and eat it. Right. So our cells are doing the exact same thing. Now, what you're what you're talking about is the scientists don't know a whole lot about viruses. What we do know, we learn indirectly. and we, we, You can't just like put them under a, a slide on a microscope and watch what they do, how they interact with cells. It's all indirect. You can barely even see these things. They look like a little dot on, a, on an electron microscope. They're a billion times smaller than a cell and, and way smaller than a bacteria. So, so you have to understand how in incredibly infinitesimal these things are so we can't just study them we have to do tests and indirectly measure what's going on and a lot of these indirect measurements are really not that good you have to understand this so when scientists see these these viruses under uh, an electron microscope as i said it looks like a dot well these dots also resemble other things and one of these things is these uh, transposons that have been packaged up and when we once they've been packaged up and sent out of the cell we call it an exosome um, and an exosome and a virus look exactly the same now what a virus uh, according to the virologists uh, theories are uh, say about them is that they attack a cell then they are taken into the cell through the membrane and then into the cell's uh, nuclear membrane and then they upload into the cell's DNA and then therefore start producing more cells. This is, this is what I'm talking about, a retrovirus right now. That's how they work. Now, why would a cell that has intelligence purposely have uh, receptor sites on its outside of its membrane that would allow something that could kill it inside? They, and they, wouldn't wouldn't that logic. have wouldn't that have wiped out the human race many many thousands of years ago? Probably so. 
and uh, there's a lot more to this too. I mean, wh- where did the first virus come from? Because all virus viruses can't produce themselves; they need cells to produce themselves. So the first virus had to have come from a cell or a bacteria. Right. It had to have been created from something. So why would it create something that would kill it? All, all kinds of things that can, you can talk about here. Well, but but so that what what you're saying then is if these if these are really uh, beneficial messages from one uh, from one cell's DNA to another cell. Um, as to how to handle threats, well, then attacking it with with antibiotics would be nonsense. It would be useless, wouldn't it? Right. Any any antiviral medication, such as what they use to fight off HIV um, or the flu, um, would actually be working against our own evolution. If we're killing viruses, if viruses are really just as I as I indicate. Uh, call them in my book little messages in a bottle or like these little uh usb um uh, appliances basically appliances that that can take uh, information from one computer to another or uh, um from one beach to another in in the case of a message in a bottle it it, that that's what if that's what a virus really is and there's all kinds of evidence um that, that that is what the case is then Obviously, stopping that from happening is preventing intercellular communication and uh, and the evolution of our species. And one of the things one of the things that strikes me as to the um, poverty and the uselessness of current medical thinking is to is to count on your fingers, please, the number of major diseases that have been conquered and eliminated over the past maybe forty years. How many have? Almost none. <clears throat> Can you think of any? It's it, bacterial infections are about the only thing that they've really conquered. They're, they've learned to manage certain, you know, hormonal conditions like uh, diabetes. Um, so they they give those those people a better chance at life. Um, hemophilia, you know, things like this, where they they can give them something to help them to manage their disease, but they're not actually being cured of it. That's right. I'm talking about cure or elimination or prevention of any major disease in the last 40 years. Mm-hmm. I don't think there have been any. Certainly hasn't been any news. I mean, everybody's been th- everybody's been looking at the, the the latest blockbuster drug tinkering with our chemistry. Right. Um, they've been uh, trying to figure out ways to fight viruses, which is nonsense. They certainly haven't succeeded in wiping out AIDS, no matter what kind of antiviral uh, uh, preparation they give people. And not only that, but but, but it might, it's, it, there are good indications that if you give these antivirals and antiretrovirals uh, to healthy people, then they will develop AIDS. That's right. So, That's right. so uh, you know, they're... They're looking for love in all the wrong places because what they're looking for, they're not looking for a cure. They're looking for dollars. Mm-hmm. They're looking for profit, for more profit for the for the already most profitable industry on the planet. People look at Western medicine and they see some of these things, whatever, you know, 60 minutes or something. They'll do a special on how they're, you know, inserting some microchip into the person's brain and preventing, you know, Parkinson's disease or something like that. And it's like, wow, that's amazing. Western medicine is amazing. And and then they go in for their, you know, uh, because they've got a, you know, depression or something and, and expect something equally miraculous. And what they get is, you know, some toxic drug that's going to, you know, destroy their life over time. And um, and, and I, don't, I don't think people are putting the two together. You know, um, on uh, on my website, 
talk about the fact that there's really only a very few, uh, just over a handful of causes of all the diseases on the planet. You know, we've got toxins, we've got malnutrition, we've got trauma. In some cases, pathogens or, you know, these, these germs that, that will attack us, including parasites and yeasts. Um, we've got hormonal imbalance, we've got emotions and psychological issues, and we've got toxic energy, um, uh, so like EMF and so forth. And so, geopathic stress, something like that. Yes, yeah. So those are really, when you get down, when you keep asking the next question, you know, well, what caused that? Well, what caused that? What caused that? Eventually you get down to these seven things. And, and what does Western medicine have to treat these things? Well, they do have... You know, some, some things that handle trauma in the emergency room, they have some things to handle the pathogens, a couple of them, you know, really just mainly bacterial infections. They don't really do much for parasites. They don't do much for viruses. They don't do really anything to speak of for fungal infections. Um, you know, they, they, but that's really where they focus is primarily on the pathogens. So they look at germs and genetics is what Western medicine is looking at. They, I mean, they, they have a, and they have a completely, um, um, they have a completely uh, wrong view of genetics as well, because exactly. they, they look at it like a, uh, like a car engine, where you have, you have something that's not going to change between now and, uh, uh, between now and ten years from now, mm-hmm. uh, because, because it's, that's the way it's engineered. But that's not the way that our, that's not the way that our genetics works, as we've talked about with the viruses. Right, they want to go in there and tweak tweak the genes a little bit so that it'll make you you know do something or not, or not do something or it's nonsense, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah, um, and you know I would say that if Western medicine has a future, uh, that maybe you know tweaking things in the in the genes or you know or uh, don't really have a lot of use, but. Um, it's basically these seven things that cause all the diseases, and so what do you, what you have to do to handle these diseases is reverse these things. So if you've got toxins, you've got to get the toxins out. If you've got malnutrition, you've got to get the nutrition in. Um, so, you know, if you've got toxic energy, you need to neutralize that or get away from the energy. Um, it, 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 and to handle pathogens, the better way, rather than antibiotics and antiparasitic, Parasite medications is to improve your immune system and improve yeah. your nutrition. Yep. It's and it's it's the terrain. It comes down to the terrain. Right. Um, so, Brad, we've got we're, we're, we got uh, two minutes to close. Any last uh, any last words quickly? Oh, you uh, you mentioned the radio show that I have now. Um, so my my radio show is called Case for Health. It's on HealthyLife.net Radio, and it's on. I'm on once a month, and I'm on the fourth Wednesday of every month at uh, nine o'clock Pacific time. Um, so case, people, case for life. Case for health. A oh, case for health. I'm sorry. Yes. Case for and, health. And the so, website. Yeah, do a search for that and look look at look into it. And uh, you, you've got a, a sample of what uh, Doctor Doctor Brad Case is about, and it's great. Uh, and I thank you for being on, Brad. It's, uh, it's been great conversation. The hour has flown by. Um, this is this is Howard Strauss, uh, the, the Power of Natural Healing, brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com and the Gerson Institute, gerson.org. Why don't you uh, look into those websites? A lot of great information there. Brad Case's website is uh, healthisnatural.com. And I strongly advise you go on there. Meanwhile, take care of your health. Be well. Thank you very much, Brad, for coming on. Thank you for having me again. I appreciate your uh, participation and all the help you're giving uh, our audience. 
And um, join us again next week. Uh, we're having uh, Dr. Andrew Saul on next week, uh, a one, another uh, excellent chiropractor, Ph.D., very knowledgeable man, wonderful man. Um, this is Howard Strauss, and uh, take care of yourself. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss. Please join us again next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until that time, have a healthy, happy week.